0: Welcome to Chapter Two podcast. Um, good to have you here with us. This one will be shorter than the others. I am going to try to shorten them as I go, try to be as much to the point as I can. But I thought that last podcast gave you some good background about the advertising industry in general. It was a good place to start for week one. So, clients' business, Chapter Two. What do you need to know? Again, remember always read these uh, these opening slides if you go in, and it'll tell you the chapter roadmap. Will tell you kind of what type of things we're going to talk about. Um, so let's talk about advertising is old, advertising is new, which is slide five actually. Advertising is like non-personal communication from an identified sponsor that intends to inform, persuade, and or remind. That's something to keep in mind as we go, what is the purpose of any advertisement? Um, let's look at that, let's break it down just a little bit. Advertising is old, advertising is new. Again, and they talk about it. In other words, what's the classic elements and what's new about it? Um, here's some things. To keep in mind advertising is non-personal communication advertising comes from an identified sponsor so you know brought to you by is the term we used to use advertising informs persuades and reminds so for example uh we're going to talk about coca-cola why do they still advertise now they've been around since the 1800s so why do they still advertise would you say it was informs persuades or reminds think about that for a minute if you see a coca-cola ad is it informing you? Well, maybe back in the 80s when they came up with the new Coke fiasco. I mean, uh, when they came up with the new Coke, which they changed back. Um, if you're not sure what that is, ask your parents. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, or, or more importantly, go look it up on the Internet because it's there. And it's really kind of interesting uh, how they changed that and they went. But is it trying to persuade you? Well, there was the Pepsi challenge, which followed it. Um, where the Pepsi was trying to trying to persuade you that it was good to do, and you know what they do that today. Think about it. When do they invoke your reference group? When do they bring in people that uh, that have similar lifestyles to you, or the, those that you aspire to, so that you will be interested in following up with uh, with what the ad is uh, to buy that product, and to so you can identify with that reference group. That's something we're going to talk about in more depth later on but it's something to think about. Um, That's how they talk about persuasion in advertising. What they're trying to get you to do something, basically. And here's the answer to the Coke one, which is it reminds you. At this point, Coca-Cola's life cycle has gone on for so long that people know it. It's just a general thing. As a matter of fact, we call it Coke or whatever we do. Um, And uh, whatever you call it, it's it's there to remind you. It's that constant low-level bombardment. And it's not just that one product. It's millions of products, or well, thousands technically, but you know what I'm getting at. Uh, it's just there. Uh, advertising is no longer about ads. Messages originate with you, and that's the last line on that slide, and that's very important when you think about that. Um, there's also some really interesting um, history there in the next few slides. I think you ought to check out about how advertising got developed. Um, sometime when you get a chance, and I won't ask you to do this as an assignment just yet, but think about it. Go, Go Google advertising. I looked up uh, 1800s Coke ads, and I added a, a, a couple of royalty-free images that I found later on in the PowerPoint slide collection. You can do it with old advertising. It's pretty cool, actually, if you look at advertising from the 1800s or even like the 1920s, and look at how it goes up. And then, of course, the 1950s style, which is very classic, and you may or may not have seen that over the years. It's almost a parody at this point, uh, a 1950s style uh, video or something. But times change, ad looks change, ads Uh, The way ads are delivered change, but the idea is the same. Someone's trying to either catch your attention, persuade you of something, or just remind you that it's still there so you can buy it. A couple other points I want to bring up as we go down. Um, Word of mouth. What is word of mouth? Uh, Word of mouth is people talking about your product, and that could be that they're tweeting about it or whatever, but uh, think about it. What is that? It doesn't... Leaving the platform out of it. How do you know people are talking about your product? That's the key, isn't it? Because if people are talking about it and they're in the reference group, it's it becomes... Well, think about it from political advertising for a minute. We've become very polarized in our country. And that's the only political statement I plan to make this semester is to say we have become completely polarized. And we tend to go along with whatever... I say go along. It's a little strong. We tend to identify with certain groups and uh, politically And there's, in any group, there is an internal language as to what is considered to be acceptable and what's not. And so what happens politically is that we get in a group and we tend to talk to people that identify with us. Um, Facebook was actually guilty of this, uh, or was considered to be guilty of this, um, as far as too closely aligning us with those we agree with politically so that we don't hear the other side now hearing the other side doesn't mean agreeing with them at all it means hearing them so advertising whether it's political or not advertising is trying to get you to uh, reinforce beliefs you already have or change a belief you have uh, in regards to your purchasing behavior they're much better uh, and much more effective if they can get you to, if they're reinforcing, because it takes less dollars, less impressions, fewer impressions rather, uh, and fewer dollars, to be politi- to be uh, English correct, <laughs> uh, than if, you are, uh, if you're trying to get someone to do something new. So keep that in mind as we go word of mouth. What are people talking about? Um, who are their reference groups? Who are people that are talking to them that can say, yeah, this is a really cool thing and you should do it too. And that's when we start talking about what marketing is. Um, let's talk about the four Ps for just a minute here. Price, place, promotion, and product. Uh, the price is the point. Uh, the price point is the thing that people focus on uh, the most, really, when we think about it. You want your price point in advertising, whatever you're, at, whatever you're selling, to be um, enough so that you make your profit and you don't, so they call it what they call leave money on the table. Not too much, though, so they won't buy. But interestingly enough, you want to make sure that the price point is just right there, and there's a lot of data and a lot of research that's put into this sort of thing, and it can be very tricky. So um, keep that in mind. You want to make sure that your price point is high enough that you can make your profit and you're not losing money that you could have earned, but at the same time, uh, not so high that people won't buy. As a matter of fact, that second one is the is the is mostly the concern, because people are often so afraid uh, to put the price high that they end up putting it too low and they either lose money from not making enough per sale that they could have made or they don't make a sale because somebody says, well, if it's that cheap, how good can it be? So keep that in mind when you're sitting, talking about price related to advertising. Placement, we're going to talk a lot more about. Place means placement. Where do they see it? What's the channel? We're going to spend a lot more time talking about that. What the product is, we'll talk about that, obviously, um, as we go through. What is the product? What are you selling? But that's the thing itself. And then what is the promotion method? And there is, of course, advertising Uh, But there is also personal selling. We'll talk about the different types already on the slides. They've listed a few of the things that people do. Sales promotions or um, different ways that advertising works within the marketing mix. But be aware that advertising by itself is not usually sufficient, um, depending on the industry and the product and who you're trying to sell to. Of course, it has more effect than others. Um, But by itself, we really want to think of advertising not in a vacuum, but how does it work among your entire promotional mix. And we are gonna talk more and more about that as the semester goes on. Um, One last line I'd like to leave you with here when it comes to promotional strategies, and this again is slide 16. It says, quote, the goal is to convince the ultimate customers that they want the product, thereby creating a pull demand from the customer through the channel, unquote. Convince the ultimate customers, the people who are buying, or the people who are using the product. Um, There's the buyer and the end user. So if it's dog food, the end user is the dog, but the buyer is the person buying it. Same thing with education. If parents are helping to pay, the end user is the student, but the parent might be helping to or fully funding the education. And if that happens, which is nice when it happens, by the way, um, it's a different buyer versus the end user. So keep that in mind. But they mean the ultimate consumer, customer, the person paying for the object. I don't like the word convince. I know that sounds pretty strange for someone teaching an advertising course, but I don't like the word convince. I like reaching out to people. And this is, again, proven over and over in business to be the more effective path, which is I like the idea of reaching people who already have some interest, who maybe don't even know about the product, but once they hear about it, have an organic interest. From an ethical standpoint, as we talk about in the next chapter, and society and and, and advertising from an ethical standpoint there is that but there's also from the effectiveness standpoint because if you're trying to sell people something that they don't want you're pushing them it's not effective it's just really not and we talked about word of mouth and what people talk about and they will talk about if you push them hard they will talk about if they don't like you better and faster than they will if they do like you believe it or not think about it, do you want people putting up on their Facebook or their Twitter or their Instagram or Snapchat or anything about how bad your product is, how much they don't like you because you push them hard because it's cheesy? Do you really want that? That's social media. That's, that's the new PR, the public relations side of it. But you don't want to spend a bunch of money on your advertising only to have it wasted by bad PR. Just something to think about. All right, that's the end of this chapter. Again, get in touch if you have questions, and we'll be right off to the next chapter after this.